Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, 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 this morning, you guys, I'm bringing you a special mini episode deep dive on the Gwyneth Paltrow ski trial that has galvanized the nation as we have seen Terry Sanderson face off with Gwyneth Paltrow about what exactly happened on those Utah slopes. But before we get into it, just a quick note. So Chandler is not with me today. The poor girl this tender, wonderful Facebook copywriter, Meta, excuse me, she came down with pneumonia. So she gave a Hail Mary, said, I cannot record today. I flew it in my lungs, bitch. So why don't you just take this one? So here I am doing the good work. Um, And this is just going to be a little mini episode because we are going to bring you on Thursday our full weekly episode, which is going to be our interview with Courtney. Our sister, Courtney Grow, influencer Courtney Grow, is also our blood sister, most importantly. Um, and we are going to be talking with her all about all things postpartum, pregnancy, IVF, postpartum weight struggles, feeling good again, body stuff, all the questions that you had for her. So she's coming on as a public service and as a service to the pop apologists. And so we are going to be bringing you that It's going to come out on Thursday. She had to push her recording date. So I am just doing this mini episode as a little treat to tide you over. All right, so let's get into the Gwyneth Paltrow trial. Gwyneth versus Terry Sanderson. What exactly happened at Deer Valley during that fateful crash in 2016? Your Honor, we'd like to call Gwyneth Paltrow. Well, Gwyneth Paltrow, she's given us so much. She's given us vagina jade eggs, beautiful vibrators that look like ice cream cones. She's given us the tyranny of Tracy Anderson. All right. So this is actually a little bit of exercise history. We're going to take a little tangent, a little side note. Long before Melissa Wood Health came along with her long lean lines. There was actually another white lady in the Hamptons enforcing a tyranny of low weight, high repetition, strange body pulses on other affluent white ladies, okay? And this person goes by the name of Tracy Anderson. So Tracy Anderson truly walked so Melissa Wood Health could run. And when Tracy Anderson and Gwyneth Paltrow teamed up in the aughts, they brought a truly banal, overpriced, bizarre workout to the market so that other affluent white ladies could flail their limbs in strange ways in their living rooms. But anyway, so Gwyneth, she's brought us the Tracy Anderson method. She has brought us $870 mini silk feather slippers. She has brought us $299 glass cocktail stirs. No, I'm serious, you guys. Glass. Do you know how cheap glasses? That's what they make Coke bottles from, you know? Glass, 
it's broken on the road on the side of the road everywhere here in Puerto Rico. It is literally one of the cheapest commodities you can buy. But Gwyneth Paltrow has brought us $300 versions of small pieces of glass to stir cocktails with in case that tickles your fancy. And she's even brought us a gold-plated AirPod chain for $110. No, it's not solid gold. It's gold-plated for 110. Anyway, so she's brought us so many things. She's truly been a gift. As you all know, I may be a little tongue-in-cheek right now, but Chandler and I actually love Gwyneth Paltrow. Who are we kidding? And her great gift in 2023 has been the trial between her and Terry Sanderson. So let's get into the matter at hand, shall we? We shall. Are you good friends with Taylor Swift? No. The trial took place in Park City, Utah from March 21st through the 30th. It was thankfully broadcast onto our screens where we didn't have to just rely on paparazzi photos of Gwyneth walking into trial and courtroom sketches. No, we got a high death feed of exactly what was going on in that Park City courtroom and whether justice was being served. May I ask how tall you are? I'm just under 5'10". Okay. I am so jealous. Let's get into this classically litigious American tale. So here is the trial in a nutshell. On February 26, 2016, I'm not that good at math, but if the numbers look correct in my head, it's about seven years ago. We're in 2023 now. There was a collision involving our blonde-haired beauty and the retired optometrist, Terry Sanderson. He was 69 years old at the time of the incident. You really, you can't even write this stuff. It's just, even the little details are too funny. In January of 2019, roughly three years later, Sanderson files a lawsuit against Gwyneth seeking $3.1 million in damages, which was later amended as a judge ruled that Sanderson was not entitled to punitive damages and the figure was reduced to $300,000. So in February 2019, Gwyneth files a countersuit for $1 and her attorney's fees. I just want to make the commentary again that $300,000 is truly chump change, especially when she probably could have settled for half that. So we're talking about, what, $150,000 for someone like Gwyneth Paltrow? She just has to sell $5,300 glass cocktail stirs, and I'm sure she's in the black. So this bitch thought she was innocent. I can tell you that for a matter of a fact. He struck me in the back. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Sanderson claimed that it took him three years to file the lawsuit because his legal team could not come to a resolution after meeting with Paltrow and her attorney. After eight days of testimony and just over two hours of deliberation, the jury determined that Sanderson was in fault and not Gwyneth. So this is what Gwyneth posted on her Instagram right after the verdict was read. She said, I felt that acquiescing to a false claim compromised my integrity. I am pleased with the outcome and I appreciate all of the hard work of Judge Holmberg and the jury and thank them for their thoughtfulness in handling the case. So this is what Gwyneth says actually happened at Deer Valley in 2016. She said that Sanderson was actually the one who was at fault for the collision. She testified she initially believed she was being assaulted when a man came up behind her, put his two skis between her and groaned, and they fell onto the mountain. I was skiing and two skis came between my skis, forcing my legs apart, and then there was a body pressing against me and there was a very strange grunting noise. So my brain was trying to make sense of what was happening. I thought, 
am I, is this a practical joke? Is someone like doing something perverted? This is really, really strange. My mind was going very, very quickly and I was trying to ascertain what was happening. She remembers what happens very, very clearly. She said Sanderson, who was uphill from herself, plowed into her back where she sustained a full body blow. She was so shaken up by the incident that she quit skiing for the day. So this is a statement that went viral that people were up in arms about because Sanderson's attorney, Kristen Van Orman, asked if the accident had deterred Paltrow from enjoying what was the rest of a very expensive vacation. And our California native, our blonde matron of Montecito, she replied, well, I lost half a day of skiing, yes. And we all know Deer Valley is expensive. Is it true that you feel it's unfair that Mr. Sanderson has brought this case against you? I do. And he has deterred you from enjoying the rest of what was a very expensive vacation. Well, I lost half a day of skiing. Uh-huh. Yes. Right. That caught Twitter by storm. The privilege, the sheer privilege. You were wearing goggles, a helmet. Yes. Okay, kind of looked like everybody else on the slope. That's always my intention. Okay. Probably had a better ski outfit, though, I bet. <laughs> I still have the same one. <laughs> Gwyneth's attorneys during the trial alleged that Mr. Sanderson was actually trying to exploit their client's high profile, perhaps in the hopes that she would settle to avoid the public humiliation of having to show up in court or describe, as she did, the strange grunting noises made by someone who allegedly crashed into her back and put his two skis between her legs. So this is what Terry Sanderson says. This is the case according to this Utah optometrist whose life, he says, was never the same after he came into contact with Gwyneth Paltrow. And I mean, honestly, can we all just say that seems self-evident. I don't think any of us would remain unchanged after being in the presence of the blonde almighty. I'll just say it. So this is what Terry Sanderson says. He says that Paltrow skied out of control and barreled into him, which resulted in four broken ribs, a brain injury, and other serious injuries. I just remember everything was great. And then I heard something I've never heard at a ski resort. And that was a blood curdling scream. Just, I can't do it. It was, and then, boom. And it was like somebody was out of control and going to hit a tree and was going to die. You know, I got hit in my back so hard. And it, I, I'm right at my shoulder blades. And it felt like, and was perfectly centered. And the, the fists and the poles were right there at the bottom of my shoulder blades serious serious smack never been hit that hard and i'm flying i'm absolutely flying lauren as we made our descent into new york you know from our beloved guana island trip Mm. i got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food like my Mm. clean simple eats protein powder yeah i feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder if you blend it with ice and water you got vanilla frosty essentially if you like the simply vanilla if you get chocolate brownie powder you've got a chocolate frosty you could do the mint chocolate chip you got a thin mint frosty or you just dissolve it in milk or water and that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories 
It is just the best protein powder out there. Everyone go to cleansimpleeats.com and use the promo code POPAPOLOGIST for 10% off. That's POPAPOLOGIST for 10% off. Cleansimpleeats.com, POPAPOLOGIST for 10% off. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? (laughs) You know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned, cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. His lawyers alleged that Gwyneth committed a hit and run, whooshing away after the incident, and that the ski instructor, Eric Christensen, who was teaching Paltrow's family at the time, filed a false report about the events of the accident. Okay, a cover-up with Eric. That is what Terry alleged. So in his opening statement, Sanderson's lawyer said, before this crash, Terry was a charming, outgoing, gregarious person. After the crash, he's no longer charming. I mean, is there any sort of like objective charm scale that we can rely on? It just seems like a little bit like revisionist history. I listen to this guy, hard to imagine that he has a rip-roaring history of charming the ladies and men alike, but here we are. Mr. Sanderson's lawyers tried to paint Miss Paltrow as an entitled famous person who walked away from the scene of an accident, an accident she caused. They even talked about her relationship with Taylor Swift, her height and the cost thousands per day of private ski instructors for each of her children. You know, to paint her as just this privileged, out of touch, skier, hit and runner. So Gwyneth's team questioned Terry and his motives during the trial, and they really got into an email that he sent his daughters after the incident. And the subject line of the email was, I'm famous. How did you first hear that your father had been in a ski collision? I believe that I got an email that said, I'm famous, in the subject line, and I was like, what are you talking about? It was scrambled. All I was trying to do is desperately communicate with my kids before they heard from somebody else I got crushed. So um, I didn't pick my words well. Um, not at all how I felt, and I really was trying to add a little levity to a serious situation. So Gwyneth's attorneys tried to paint Terry's motives, obviously, as taking advantage of their famous client. And he loved the fact that he had this run-in with an A-lister, wouldn't we all? You can bet your bottom dollar if that happened to me or Chandler, we would be shouting it from the rooftops and putting out the full details on Patreon. He also explained that it was absolutely not thinking that the incident with Paltrow was cool. He says, I'm not into celebrity worship. Okay, well, Terry, speak for yourself, okay? So in terms of evidence, both Sanderson's lawsuit and Paltrow's filing cite an incident report filed by a Deer Valley ski instructor who was skiing with Paltrow's son. I assumed that Eric, who was our ski instructor who was there at the time, who was overseeing the event, he said, 
I'm going to leave all of your information. And he said, you should go ski down because my kids were waiting for me. And, and I appreciate that. But my question was, did you know of the rule of skiing if you are in a collision that you need to share that information? I don't think I was aware of the rule. Okay. Were you aware that there is kind of a rule of common decency to do that? I would not have left the scene without leaving my information, and my information was left. Did you provide that information? No, Eric Christensen, who was the ski instructor with us, said he would leave all the information. You don't know if he did or did not, though, do, do you? You weren't there when he did. Well, subsequently, I know that he did. The instructor said Sanderson was the uphill skier and hit Paltrow from behind. Deer Valley's website says the person ahead or downhill always has the right of way. So by Eric Christensen writing on this report that Terry was uphill, he would have been the one at fault. He said Paltrow had been making short turns as she skied behind her children. The instructor, however, said in his report that he did not witness the collision and only heard Paltrow scream and hit the ground. One thing I do want to say about this ski instructor, Eric, is the report he left in Deer Valley is that Terry skied into Gwyneth's back. Now, I want everyone to remember this was 2016. The case was not filed until 2019. So I highly doubt in the four minutes that Gwyneth was on the slope, okay, before she left, before she skied down, that her and Eric colluded about this whole thing and said, okay, I think he might actually sue me. So can you, Eric, put down on your report that he actually skied into me, even though I skied into him? Like, I highly doubt that conversation happened and that the ski instructor had any motivation to lie on Gwyneth's behalf to preempt a lawsuit that could potentially be filed years down the road. Dr. Irving Scherer, a biomechanical engineering expert, illustrated the crash between Gwyneth and Terry with stick figures during the trial. Scherer concluded that Paltrow's version is consistent with the laws of physics. Wow. Talk about a ringing endorsement from Isaac Newton himself. Gwyneth's legal team also commissioned animations of the collision to be shown to the jury in a way that was consistent with Gwyneth's version of things. So she was really trying to paint a picture, a cartoon picture, if you will. The expert also disputed the version of events told by Craig Raymond, the sole eyewitness who claimed the actress hit Sanderson. Craig Raymond, who was with a meetup group Sanderson had organized to ski that day, is the only person who described having witnessed the accident and he testified that he was 35 feet behind Paltrow and Sanderson. Raymond told the court he heard a scream and then a few seconds later saw Paltrow slam into Sanderson from behind. He said Sanderson was briefly unconscious and face down in the snow. Raymond testified that Paltrow left after about four minutes without identifying herself or waiting to see whether Sanderson was all right. Okay, so following the accident, we are told by Terry Sanderson and his attorneys that he declined both physically and mentally. Terry's daughter says that her father's entire personality has changed since the accident, that he was a very confident person before with a zest for life, and now he's an insecure cripple of a man and doesn't, well, she didn't say cripple of a man. That was my, uh, I tried to add some flavor, um, and doesn't trust his brain anymore. She described a sad situation where he snapped at his granddaughter, illustrating how his grandchild doesn't like being around him anymore. Okay, that is actually really sad. Paltrow's team says there's no causal link between the crash and Sanderson's mental decline. 
citing a slew of health conditions he had had beforehand, some of which were serious. After the incident, Sanderson had neurophysiological testing that did not demonstrate any deficits in his cognitive functioning. The friend who was skiing with Sanderson the day of the accident reported that Sanderson acted the same after the accident than he did prior. And these were these are the health issues that Terry Sanderson had coming into the accident. So Terry had told doctors prior to the accident that he was blind in his right eye and that the vision in his, in his left eye was decreasing. Three weeks before the accident, he also had told his doctor that he had gotten old all of a sudden. In addition to his medical problems, Sanderson also had 15 other chronic medical issues. All right. So he wasn't necessarily in tip top shape before skis collided in 2016. Unfortunately for Sanderson, you know, he he's one who enjoys a post. He's one who enjoys an adventure and a flex on social media. I mean, you know what? I can relate. And, you know, giving in to those impulses may have diminished his credibility in the eyes of the jury because when his attorneys very aptly brought up posts he had made on social media of him after the crash, moving on with his life in this deeply, you know, allegedly crippled state, Riding a camel in Morocco, trudging up Machu Picchu in Peru, ziplining and bike riding, hiking with his girlfriend, doing Zumba, playing mini golf, exploring an escape room, okay? Are these the activities of a man broken by our favorite purveyor of vagina candles? I just ask you this, okay? Look inward and make a call yourself. I'll let you be the judge of that. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about, about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code popapologist20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com. Pop Apologist 20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. So Gwyneth, of course, you know, kept it classy during trial, not just with her perfectly understated style, but you know what? She brought out the jewelry to play, which I loved. So Gwyneth asked if she could have her bodyguards bring the court bailiff's treats for how helpful they had been during the trial. And her attorney asked the judge prior for full transparency, and the judge said, absolutely not, and denied these bailiffs what were going to be, for sure, the most expensive treats they had ever laid their paws on. So that, I'm going to say, is an injustice that happened in that courtroom. 
private security for my client wanted to uh, bring in treats for the bailiffs for how helpful they've been. So I wanted to do that transparently and see if there are any objections. We object. We object. Okay. There's an objection. Okay. So, so I will let them know. Let them know. Thank you. Um, and then, of course, we all heard the Taylor Swift moment. So Kristen Van Orman, the attorney cross-examining Gwyneth Paltrow, she referenced Taylor Swift asking Gwyneth if they were good friends, asking if that's where she got the idea to sue Terry for $1. And you're bringing this claim for $1. I am. $1 in symbolic damages. Is that accurate? It's an actual dollar that I'm asking for. Okay, but you also have testified when I asked you questions in your deposition yes. that that $1 is symbolic. Do you remember me asking you it's about symbolic that? because the damages would actually be more okay and but remember me asking you is it symbolic and you said yes it is yes okay and I asked you as well well you learned about that through Taylor Swift because she asked for one dollar in symbolic damages right and I think I said at that point I had not been familiar with it but I since am now you are yes. but at the time a couple of years ago in 2020 you didn't know anything about Taylor Swift's one dollar symbolic damage lawsuit just relevance your honor counsel yeah because i asked her about it at the time and, and she, she denied it, it. correct you, can you answer the question i was not aware at the time okay are you good I, friends with taylor swift no relevance? you're not good friends with taylor swift i would not say we're good friends we are friendly i take my kids i've taken my kids to one of her concerts before but we don't talk very often. So some other awkward moments in the trial, Kristen Van Orman made several comments about Gwyneth's body, including asking her how tall she was and saying she was jealous of her height. May I ask how tall you are? I'm just under 5'10". Okay, I am so jealous. I think I'm shrinking though. You and me both. I have to wear four inch heels just to make it to 5'5". Five five, well, so. They're very nice. Well, thank you. She also quipped that Paltrow was small and mighty before saying, actually, you're not that small. You're yeah. small but mighty. Actually, you're not that small. Burn. All right, so after these officers of the court present their cases before the judge of Gwyneth's peers, the jury goes away for three hours of deliberation, and they come back and rule that Gwyneth was not at fault for the 2016 crash, but instead, Terry was at fault. Was Gwyneth Paltrow at fault? No. Was Terry Sanderson at fault? Yes. After she left the courtroom, on her way out, Gwyneth bent down and whispered to Sanderson, fuck you. Actually, that's just a joke. She whispered to him, I wish you well. Sanderson responded, thank you, dear. Gwyneth Paltrow touched you as she left? She did. What? Her exact words, I wish you well. Very kind of her. That's all she said. That's all she said. Okay, and did you respond? I said, thank you, dear. I said, thank you, dear. So, was it worth it? According to Terry Sanderson, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, knowing that now, no. I, I joked about dating sites, right? It's like, I'm going to be on the internet forever, right? All right, so a juror did speak out after the trial concluded and gave an interview, and this is what she said about Gwyneth's testimony. I thought Gwyneth's testimony um, 
you know, was the truth ultimately. And I think that, you know, I've said this, that you have to take into account she's an actress, but she's also in the spotlight and she's also got to assume her entire life is recorded. I mean, the paparazzi are, I'm assuming, always around, even on the snow, you know. So the thing is that she probably thought this whole thing was recorded and somewhere out there it would come out. And I don't think she had any reason to lie under oath. So I believed her testimony. And this is what she had to say about Terry's testimony. I think Terry's testimony just didn't make sense to me. Um, I think that was how he believes the accident happened. It just didn't make sense. And the witnesses, his expert witnesses, even contraindicated like some of the things he was saying. She does say that for her, there was an aha moment during the trial. I, I think there was. I don't, I don't think I really knew it at the time. But the entire case, I was waiting for somebody to talk about the slope angle of the slope, talk about how skiing works, and somebody who actually knew about skiing, right? Because this comes down to it. It's a ski accident. You know, you have to have some background in skiing. So when Dr. Schur came on, I was like, finally, yes, it clicks. It makes sense. There's an expert that's here to testify about what I've been thinking this whole time. Why did nobody skis release? If it happened the way Terry Sanderson says it happened, why did nobody skis come off? And that, me, for me, the whole time did not make sense. But to hear it from an expert was what I needed. She's then asked if everyone on the jury believed that he hit her. And this is what she said. Yes. Yes. There was no doubt about that. And there you have it, folks. Justice prevailed and our girl was found innocent. I hope you enjoyed this little mini deep dive and I hope it wetted your whistle, you know, tidied you over for our main episode tomorrow. Love you guys. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.